0: This is Hawaii Rising, a podcast from the Hawaii People's Fund. I'm Suyuno Amos.
1: I'm Kenji Cataldo.
0: Our guest today is Dr. Wilfred Alec of the One Stop Center for Micronesians on Hawaii Island.
1: The One Stop Center is a Micronesian led nonprofit that helps the Micronesian community on Hawaii Island navigate systems in their new home to access healthcare, education, and other essential services.
0: Dr. Alec is the first person from the Marshall Islands to graduate from a U.S. medical school and received his MD right here at UH Manoa. He shared not only how One Stop Center supports Micronesians in Hawaii, but also the history behind why people from the Marshall Islands, Palau and the Federated States of Micronesia are coming to Hawaii and the rights they have through the Compact of Free Association. All right. So today we're speaking with Wilfred from the One Stop Center for Micronesians on Hawaii Island. Um, Wilfred, would you like to just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about how the One Stop Center came to be its origin story?
2: Yes. Uh, well, first of all, I thank you for this invite. I'm uh, really uh, uh, grateful for this opportunity to uh, uh, talk about our project, our, our, new, uh, uh, our new group. Okay. Um, I am, uh, uh, I'm from the Marshall Islands. My name is Wolf Alec, uh, medical doctor for training. Okay. I am the, uh, in fact to a uh, president for our group, uh, one-stop shop for the, uh, Micronesians on the big Island. Um, I think, uh, before I, you know, uh, 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 delve into that, I think it's uh, important to add some context to, uh, you know, this whole thing of Micronesia, right. Um, because it has been kind of like, you know, you know, a lot of people ask questions, where are these guys coming from? You know, like, you know, or kind of the new kid in the block, OK, uh, as far as the, the new migrant group. Uh, so um, so the, uh, uh, the Micronesia has a long history with the United States, you know, goes way back, you know, uh, all the way to uh, uh, World War Two, in fact, OK, and then right after the war, so, you know, um, uh, these islands were given to the United States as mandated by the United, uh, United Nations. It's a trusteeship uh, agreement uh, uh, Trust, they called it. Okay, uh, to uh, and the main mission was to uh, uh, build this into an island nation so they can be independent, you know, and self-sustaining. And there were different trusts. Okay, you know, Fiji was given to like the you know, British, as I understand it. You know, like uh, Tahiti was given to like uh, uh, France. Okay, uh, but the Marquee Nation Highlands, like, it's a little kind of a, it had a unique kind of a, a uh, trust. It was a security trust. Okay. Uh, meaning like uh, the United States, they held the veto power in terms of uh, any kind of a, a security interest in these islands. You know, they, they control the the land, the seas and the, the air. Okay. So the, uh, any nation has to go through the United States. Okay. Yeah. And then, uh, uh, so these islands are, you know, as you know, these are, Micronesia is like, a, is a geographical term, just like Polynesia, Melanesia, right? Uh, it means like small islands and comprised of a, many small islands, including Guam, you know, uh, Kiribati uh, and the Micronesian Asian islands. Um, so at one point, the uh, right after the, uh, when they became a trust, uh, they were one political entity, okay? Uh, so uh, under the United States. And then in 1970s and 80s, they became their own uh, political status, right? And they chose their own uh, political status. And they were given three choices, okay? Uh, Commonwealth, uh, uh, free association or independence. So Northern Marianas became, you know, a commonwealth. Uh, the Marshall Islands become, uh, you know, a, uh, they chose free associations, hence the name a compact of the free, free associations. And sometimes the Micronesians is referred to, uh, qualified citizens, meaning a compact or free association citizens. And Palau became also in, uh, an association. Uh, and the other rest of the Micronesians became, uh, uh, they call Federal states of Micronesia, also same political status. Yeah, so in the 1980s, uh, uh, so the, the compact essentially is a treaty with the United States, which uh, permits uh, these islanders, these uh, Micronesians, uh, to come to the United States to work, okay, without visa and stay as long as they want and, uh, and access the benefits, okay, in exchange for, again, for the security, you know, and some, and, uh, uh, and uh, uh, there was some economical um, um, packaging there too, yeah. Yeah, uh, so as a result of that, there's been a lot of American Asians like coming to the Hawaii, the states, uh, okay? It's uh, legal migrants, okay? They have very special status in the United States. So sometimes it, it's a little, even with the Congress, the uh, United States, a little, you know, difficult to sort things out. Uh, so in, um, um, in 1996, you know, uh, there was a ruling, uh, um, uh, which, uh, 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 so let me kind of go back. Um, so in 1996, that was the initial compact which allowed the, uh, the citizens of these islands to come to the United States. And they could uh, access Medicare, uh, uh, Medicaid, you know, all these public assistance programs. But in 1996, uh, there was a ruling uh, uh, by the United States which uh, uh, cut off, cut, uh, 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 cut off the, uh, these islanders from uh, receiving uh, uh, Medicaid benefits, Medicaid benefits in 1996. Uh, uh, until uh, uh, 2020, that was actually uh, revised. Okay, uh, they changed that, and you know, uh, and um, uh, uh, the Congress uh, uh, restored the uh, the benefits, uh, so these people can uh, access uh, Medicaid. So that's how the um, our group came into being. Uh, we uh, we were given a a grant a, a fund from the uh, uh, I believe the uh, Hawaii uh, Community Fund, or 30,000 to sign up folks, uh, American Asian people to, uh, uh, for Medicaid program. You know? So it's a safety net kind of a program. So that's kind of the main focus of that uh, our group, how we came about, okay, uh, to, uh, to sign up uh, uh, American Asian citizens for, for Medicaid. Yeah, it's kind of a long, kind of like, I'm you know, sorry, you know, but just, I thought it was important to kind of you know, put that there. Uh, to have some,
1: some context. Yeah, thank you for sharing that historical context. I think it's super important for everybody in Hawaii to have a better understanding of, of the ways that um, uh, the Micronesian states have been kind of tied to the U.S., these different relationships. Um, so could you talk now about, I guess, some of the, um, the needs and other things that your organization is addressing now um, is it still are there are there still people that need to be signed up for um, these different social services or are there uh, kind of other areas that you're working in right now?
2: Uh, yes uh, so uh, so one of the several linings of you know the uh, pandemic uh, kind of allows this funding to be available to uh, 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 this population right Also uh, uh, there was a obvious need So, you know these people were actually there was health disparity Okay. They are negatively impacted by the, uh, the COVID. In fact, you know, the, uh, I think, uh, the, uh, Pacific Islanders, excluding the native Hawaiians, uh, these are uh, Tongans, Samoans and Micronations, uh, make up only about 4% of the population, but, you know, they accounted for initially about like almost like 30% of the other uh, cases. And I think a lot of it has to do with the health disparity. So clearly, you know, there's a health disparity that need uh uh that need we need to uh, uh try to uh um uh, uh, to correct. Okay. So uh I believe this uh, uh our project's uh probably the only one uh, of its nature of its kind on the big island. Okay. There's one on Oahu right now uh that was in existence even before the pandemic. And I think uh the you know, markets over there did relatively well because of that, you know, uh that uh, program. Okay, I think it's called WOW. OK. And, uh, you know, they, they were able to access funds uh, to help, you know, uh, with the, uh, 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 you know, the COVID-19 and all that. OK. Uh, so um, so we formed this, uh, our group, you know, in, in the midst of the pandemic. OK. Uh, when there was uh, funds available and, uh, and also when the uh, the restoration of the Medicare, Medicaid uh, was uh, was, in, uh, was in full effect. Uh, so there was money available to, uh, get people uh, enrolled. Uh, so, uh, so that's, you know, so clearly there's that health, you know, but there's a lot of, all kinds of needs, uh, uh, out there. So one of the, uh, um, one of the goals, one of our goals, actually it's, uh, so this is a very narrow kind of like, you know, sign up people for the, uh, uh, the, the med class, for the Medicaid. Okay. But, you know, uh, at least, you know, um, what, what, if, uh, I envision uh, as one of our, you know, really uh, big goals uh, is to really advance the uh, uh, the Micronesian community in terms of like you know um, uh, access to healthcare, okay, uh, access to uh, economics, okay, uh, access to education. You know, because let's face it, like you know, uh, in this country, if you want if you want to live here, you know, you got to be like you know, uh, uh, number one, education education is it's 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 a big deal. Okay. So that needs to be addressed. Okay. I think mean, to me, like, you know, if you have an educated uh demographic that will, you know, lessen the gap. Okay. I'm talking about, you know, the social needs, you know, less dependence on welfare system, less dependent on like all these, you know, uh uh safety in the program. So to me that's uh, uh that's one of our kind of long term goal you know, making sure that you know, we have a, a population that's uh well, cope with you know, necessary uh, skill sets. So again, you know, uh, be uh, active parties participants of the workforce and contribute to uh, to, to their community. So that's kind of a long term goal. So um, we want to have this as a uh, not not a uh, you know a, a charity uh, a center, but a place where you know a really a resource place. You know, they can come to for uh, uh, for empowerment, put it that way. Okay. So it can empower the uh the community. So you know, I like that saying, you know, uh, it says, you know, if give a man a fish and you feed him for one day, or a woman a fish. You feed him for one day. You teach him how to fish and you feed him for a lifetime. So that's kind of like in a, this is kind of like, you know, that's kind of way I see this center uh to uh you know uh promote these kind of skills that are necessary to be, you know, um, active uh, citizens uh, and uh, contribute to, uh, to society.
0: And what kinds of um, impacts have you seen or maybe some success stories that you've experienced through this work?
2: Yeah, so uh, we're, we're, we're relatively new. Uh, so uh, uh, we're trying to get more people involved. Yeah, That's one of the things. So, so uh, it's only, in fact, only it's only five five of us right now, okay. Uh, Carmina is the uh, the CEO, and there's uh, three other fellow, uh, you know, board members, okay. Uh, but uh, one of the things I uh, I uh, I witnessed in our community was uh, we actually uh, when we got hit with the pandemic, we form our own task force, okay. Uh, it, it, we call it the Marshallese task force, and it's, it's really it's all grassroots, you know. And uh try to do something about the uh, the pandemic. Okay. So uh, to me, that was a, uh, 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 there was an initiative within the community to step up and do something. Okay. So I'm kind of seeing like, you know, this kind of stuff, like, you know, maybe, you know, um, carry on even with our project where people can step up and kind of like do something about like, you know, what's happening. Rather than, you know, just sit back and kind of um, uh, let others, you know, uh, do the job for them.
1: Can you talk more about because um, I know the Micronesian community across Hawaii is growing pretty rapidly. Um, so you, you mentioned there's another group on Oahu and you're kind of the, the group on Hawaii Island. Could you, I guess, just talk about the this kind of importance of self-organizing? And if you're seeing that also start to crop up in other places where there are Micronesian communities.
2: Uh, yeah, So um, so. I think today see, uh there's only two you know uh well I, I maybe three now you know um more uh non profit uh you know organizations you know within the american eastern community you know the WAW one has been there for you know way before i mean they were like you know been there for several several years and then uh during the pandemic there's another group uh that formed on um and then uh i think our group just recently formed in fact you know just in you know, a few months ago okay uh, and we're still trying to organize that so uh yeah, let's try to get our, you know, our ducks all lined up. Uh, but hoping like, and I know in the uh, in the mainland, uh, uh, because of this, uh, there are many groups that have uh, popped up. In fact, there's also a national uh, kind of uh, organizations that's trying to like help other, you know, um, uh, other migration groups in different states uh, build them up. Yeah. In fact, I went to the meeting, uh, 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 their first meeting in Oregon. And this national group is trying to like kind of uh, help the other, uh, uh, groups in other states build up their own organizations. And to me, that's all part of the story, which is like, you know, I was like, hey, that was great. You know, all these guys are like kind of like, you know, and part of that, I think is because, you know, uh, I think government has um, uh, knowledge that, you know, this is, you know, this health disparity in this, this community needs help and there's funding available. Okay. Uh, uh, uh to, uh, uh, to form, to, to apply for and to form groups. And that's how these um, the national group, you know, they uh, apply for funding, and that's how they were formed. Uh, so they're trying to help other Micronesian um, communities throughout the states, uh, the mainland, you know, uh, to have the same kind of uh same access, and even like helping with the technical help, you know, how to write grants and how to like you know form their own like bylaws and all that, yeah. Uh, so walk them walk them through the process, which I think it's a uh, something that was lacking, you know, before the uh, uh the pandemic. Um, uh, and because of all that, you know, uh, we're seeing a lot of that the kind of interest and kind of, a, um, uh, you know, how people are kind of really stepping up within their own community.
0: Maybe, could you share a little bit about, um, you know, you said that there are five of you. And so I'd love to hear who else is kind of on the team working on this and how you all work together to provide these resources, like what that empowerment kind of looks like.
2: Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I need to acknowledge, uh, uh uh, Mr. Uh, Ron Viciog, Fischio- he's, he's he's from here, from the Big Island. He's kind of the uh, the brainchild of this uh, organization. Uh, he can help us, you know, uh, build it. Uh, he he wrote the grants and all that. Uh, um, and then uh, there's other, we want to make this like you know, so we want to get all the other Micronesian groups involved. Okay, It's so actually, there's the Marshall Islands, there's Palau, and there they call the uh, the uh, the Chukies pontapians we're um uh, yeah there's like six groups okay uh so we want to make sure they're well they're well represented within our group uh so far you know uh, i'm from the marshall islands carmina there's two there's one a fellow from ponte uh this one from chu okay uh, i think it's another ponte yeah. oh chukis it's only five of us and ron so um uh, like i say you know we're we're a new group Uh we're trying to get the words out there, you know, trying to get other people involved. Um, we just finally got some help from a, a church to, uh, uh, have an office space. Okay. So we're getting an office space. Um, uh, we get some funding from, um, I think it's from, um, uh, yeah, the Holy people's group for, uh, helping with, uh, um, uh, strategic planning. Okay. Uh, there's some money from them uh, to help us with that. Uh, so yeah. So right now, like, you know, we're, uh, uh we're just starting and help that the, the momentum build up yeah okay and just keep going so we're, we're all volunteers you know like i'm busy with my own work you know um, um uh carmina is the uh, the ceo and right now uh, uh and the other fellows are also working so that's a uh it could be challenging you know trying to like you know organize and like you know, have meetings and thank god for zoom meetings that we're able to like you know do this like you know without like having to meet in person so um, it's, uh, to me, it's a, uh, it's, 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 it's going to be, a it's a marathon, but you know, it's, 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 a it's going to pick up steam.
1: Um, so can I just ask a, a clarifying question? So for, um, COFA citizens, so now there's restored access, um, to Medicaid, free travel and ability to work without any other additional documentation, um, is there any um, representation or or people advocating for COFA citizens, like it, 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 um, either in state governments or at, at the federal level, or how, what are the ways that um, you know, now these growing communities of Kofa citizens, some of whom are, are now US citizens as well, right? And I guess like, how does that work in terms of uh, advocacy?
2: Yeah, that's a really good question. So I think that's one of the reasons why it took so long for that, you know? Um, for the restoration of that, you know, the Medicaid uh, access, you know, because we don't have that, you know, uh, there's no, uh, we don't, a lot of us don't vote. So there's no political will uh, to get it going. Okay. Yeah. So, so it took a long time. It took like a pandemic, you know, for people to see, you know what, we got to, we got to change that. Yeah. Uh, so the hallway, uh, uh, the, the, the congressional, you know, delegation uh, delegation is always like trying to push it. Uh, but, you know, it always like kind of dies off. Yeah. in uh in um, uh, in, in the Senate or uh, in, in Congress. So but uh, this time it, pa- it got passed. Yeah. So uh, we don't have uh, uh, such a uh, advocacy group. So that's why, you know, uh, to, uh, forming these kind of groups uh, will help like, you know, um, we become our own advocates and we can kind of like try to engage the government. So. So. Uh, uh, when we have our own discussions, you know, uh, one of our wishes is to have a at least uh, a seat okay, at the table okay uh maybe like you know, give us like you know we can can kind of help you um because we know our culture better you know you know you know our people better and uh and um having someone from our own within our group uh be part of the planning uh to me it's always a win win for the states and uh for our people so yeah uh so we don't have it such a rep- representation yet but i know on the um in honolulu county, county Okay, uh, there was a position that was formed for uh, I think they call it a lease on yeah. It's a lease and for you know for the Marcanesians between county and markinations. And that's a step forward. Nothing for the state yet. Okay. None for the other counties. And this person who happens to be a lawyer from uh from was very active, very smart, like and you know, it's just like very engaging. So um, to me that's a uh, that's a model, the best practice, and you know, that you know, I hope other counties can, you know, can can see that, or even the states. Okay, uh, I can see that. So, um, I think at one point there used to be a, an office of a, a health disparity. Okay, at one point, yeah, uh, and that was like uh, I don't know what happened to that. It was dissolved. Okay, so way before the comp- uh, uh, the pandemic, and and I think that's one of the reasons why. Uh, uh, I don't want to you know, blame the government, but it's it's it, the, the response from the government to this population is very slow okay it took him a while to let like, it get things going okay
1: and in conversations with other folks about about this question um so you mentioned that the liaison is a possible model um but what other things would you like to see in the future
2: yeah so um yeah so health access is a big deal okay yeah you know so that's uh, and to me that's um um it's great yeah it's a kind of safety nets. But really kind of like in what I, you know, uh, my uncle, what I am uh, really want to see happening. Um, as I mentioned before, advancement and empowerment of, you know, our community. You know, this is where I kind of see our, uh, our main objective, okay? to have programs that will help train our people, train them up, okay? So they can have skill sets, uh, so they can understand, you know, economic system, they can buy houses, you know, they can be homeowners, you know, that kind of thing, you know, uh, that to me is lacking because uh, I know it took me a while to buy a home because I didn't understand the projects. Okay. And somebody showed me the, you know, the steps, you know, I could have done it like maybe sooner. So I kind of see our center kind of that kind of resource for like this kind of uh, education, educating, uh, educating our our population, building them up, you know, empowering them and make, make sure they have the skills as necessary. It's, just, it's nice to have all these safety net programs, you know, which, you know, that's all we got started to begin with. They signed people up for, uh, for Medicaid, but you know, that's for the people that need it. Okay. Uh, should get it, but you know, if you don't need it, you know, it's a good thing with in, in Hawaii, you know, if you can work full time, you get the insurance, right. Okay. So it's part of the kind of the state law. So, um, we want to make sure people understand the kind of, um, the laws too. you, yeah? uh, you know, how they can navigate the system. Now, if you look at the younger population and I can see that already, like my daughter is like, you know, I uh, was born and raised here, actually uh, my, my kids, you know, I can see the gap really like you kind of know, very, you know, they're like just, you know, uh, they have, you know, uh, the linguistic skills and, you know, uh, uh, they've been, uh, acculturated, you know. They understand like you know how to get around so that's not going to that's a problem for the generations it's the people of my generations you know uh that need to like you know we need to uh, be worried about the older people yeah the younger generation like you know to me like you know because they're born and raised here they have access to education uh i'm not so worried about that
1: yeah i guess i'd be curious to hear more about um i guess the different knowledges that the generations have that you're talking about um, for folks that are um, are migrating here now, are they mostly of a certain, you know, generation or age group? Or um, what are some of those trends like?
2: Yeah, see, uh, so because of that uh, uh, visa-free access to the United States and any, anyone can, you know, get on the plane and come, come, here, come here, okay? Uh, there's no restriction. So, uh, so there's that, you know, that kind of ebb and flow of a lot of people mo- moving back and forth. There's also a population where, you know, they they move around, okay? You know, they'll stay in, like, in Hawaii and then they move to, you know, looking for opportunities. Uh, there's a big population of Marshallese in Arkansas, okay? And they're working at the, uh, uh, the Tyson Chicken Farm, which, uh, uh, from what I understand, they're well-received uh, over there uh, uh, in Arkansas because of, you know, uh, uh, their contributions. And they're doing well, okay? Because they have jobs and, uh, you know, they have access to all the... Uh, um, unnecessary uh, 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 things they need to like to, to live okay yeah so that's 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 one that's one example okay and these are young people able by uh, they're able to like work in the uh, this tyson and then you have the uh, the older ones you know they came with the, the grandpa grand uh, grandmas yeah that really are kind of like uh, uh, are the people that need these safety nets you know medicania yeah. and they really had it hard when there was no access to care. Yeah. And then we have the ones that were born here, like, you know, born and raised here. Uh, and this is a generation that, to me, uh, um, um, they'll do okay, they'll do fine. Uh, because, you know, they're, you know, going to, you know the accident education system here, going to college. Um, and I think they'll have the uh, the skill sets uh, uh, to be able to uh, live here in the United States. And many of these, I doubt they'll go back home. You know, they, get, they consider, you know, here, they home because they were born and raised there.
0: So I know you mentioned that um, part of the funding that you received from Hawaii People's Fund was to support um, a strategic planning. And, you know, it's not the most like um, sexy or exciting kind of project to get funded for, but I think it is something that's really crucial for a lot of organizations. So maybe it would just be interesting to speak a little bit about, um, you know, what what, why you felt uh, the need for some strategic planning, and what you hope to gain through that process as an organization?
2: Uh, yeah, so um, uh, so to fulfill, you know, the uh, the application the funding. Okay, uh, we need to like you know, have some kind of like you know planning in place, and uh, so there are things that we're thinking about. For example, like you know, maybe have some kind of a like a some kind of sports tournament. You know, this population they they, they like sports. Okay, and uh, draw a lot of people you know, where we can, like, sign people up, you know, you know, Uh, so different kind of things that we want to do. Uh, So, um, in fact, those are some of the things we're thinking about, you know, tournaments and sports tournaments where we can bring people in and, uh, you know, got musics and uh, some kind of festival where, you know, people can come at the same time, sign them up. Okay. It's hard to, like, sign people up, you know, you got to find a way to get drunk over. So, yeah, so that's kind of part of that. But, you know, I also see that, uh, uh strategic planning is like you know uh, uh 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 to help us with our long-term goals okay now this you know signing up people is like short-term you know the 30,000 but i want to help uh um uh, have them help us you know uh plan for the future yeah you know especially uh uh in alignment with our long-term goals like you were talking about you know empowerment and advancements and all that educational stuff. So like, uh, can they help us, you know, uh, uh achieve those kind of goals? Yeah. Uh, that's, that's, where I kind of like see these kind of, that, uh, uh, the greatest needs, you know, uh, have the, like the kind of technical assistance and people that can help us plan and organize, uh, to achieve those kind of goals
1: Yeah. Yeah. Big tournament with music and stuff. That sounds super fun.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of like, uh, that's the, um, uh, we were planning on doing that, so. Yeah, this should happen pretty quickly.
1: So I've been hearing um, a number of people talk recently about the importance of of solidarity, right, and trying to, um, uh, you know, Micronesian and other communities in Hawaii how they can support each other. Um, so what are ways do you think that um, other folks in Hawaii can um, can stand in solidarity with with the Micronesian community and and support? um support your efforts
2: yeah really good question so uh, i think uh um well first of all like in you know mike uh even within our group okay we're not a homogeneous uh, um uh society we have different cult- you know we're, we're six different languages you know i don't speak chickies for example okay so when i'm uh talking with the chickies i'm speaking english to them okay that's the only way we, we can we can talk and vice versa. So, uh, so it's not, you know, we have, you know, some similarities in the cultures, but, you know, we're, you know, a lot of us we're not, we're not, we're not the same. So that's, that's a, that's one of the challenges, you know, even within our community. Okay. And I think it's a, uh, and on the point I remember, uh, there was a lot of negativity, you know, uh, towards this, uh, uh, this population at one point. And to me, that's understandable. Like any new group, any new kids in town, like, you know, you know, people don't understand them, you know, it happens to all the new migrant groups, like, you know, uh um you know uh that's a uh to me that's a, that's that's a given so i think through education and that's one of you know, so i want to i start out by you know keeping some kind of context and really, you know why we're here okay uh there's a there's a treaty there's you know there's there's some kind of obligations to the federal government and we haven't even talked about like you know there's some nuclear testing in the islands you know and as a result of that you know people are you know, all, all messed up you know uh, in terms of health so that's one of the reasons that a lot of these folks, you know, they were impacted by this nuclear fallout. They're here to like get healthcare. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so to me, like, you know, um, uh, by education, you know, that's the only way people can understand, you know, where we came from. Uh, uh so that's, and, uh, we need to tell our story more. Okay. Tell us there more. And I, that's what I, to me, that's this one-stop sh- uh, center. Uh, um, by taking a different kind of tact where, you know, we're focusing on like, you know, just signing people up for these safety net programs. But, you know, our main goal is to build our people up. Uh, you know, and then, you know, the the rest of, you know, um, people in Hawaii, they can, hey, these guys are doing their part. You know, they're just, you know, taking handouts, you know. They're, they're doing their part to help this community. You know, they want to uh take responsibility they want to take initiative you know and these are all you know positive spins and i'm hoping like you know by doing this kind of uh this kind of work we can kind of start to like um uh build that kind of engagement uh with the rest of the uh, uh the people in hawaii
1: yeah thank you for that um and and for mentioning the the nuclear testing i think that's something that a lot of people in Hawaii right now are thinking about too, in terms of military contamination. Obviously, with the Red Hill, the water crisis here on Oahu, um, and and other ways that the um, the military has affected people's health. Is that something you'd like to to share more about about that context?
2: Yeah. So, um, so as, as, as you know, like uh, the United States uh, um, detonated about sixty-seven uh, atomic nuclear testing, you know, in the Marshalls. I mean, 67, that's the, uh, the biggest one was in 1954, I believe, uh, called the Bravo shot. That was the first hydrogen bomb ever, uh, tested. And that one bomb itself is equal to 1000 Hiroshima bombs. Think about it. 1000 Hiroshima bombs. It's one bomb itself. Okay. It destroyed one, one Island, you know, on, on bikini. That's bikini was the ground zero as the bikini atoll. Yeah. And to till today, you know, that island is contaminated. You know there are, it was people kind of returned to bikini throughout the Marshall islands and some of them are here in the mainland. Okay. And then, um, as so, you know, in the, uh, in most Pacific island cultures, well, if not all, um, uh, we belong to the land. Okay. This is the kind of symbiotic kind of relationship land and people, you know, they're, they're the main basis for the culture. Without the land, there's no culture, there's no people. So, but I mean, there's the, that destruction, right, of culture, okay? And then there's destruction of health, human beings. There's a lot of cancers, you know, because of that. Uh, we're not even talking about the psychological impact. People with PTSD probably, you know? Yeah, so, so there's all these kind of like, you know, uh, things that happen. So the, uh, the, the United States has been trying to correct that, you know, they do send a group, okay? Uh, uh, the monitors like, um, the folks who were exposed to that particular test, but there's only one test. There are, there are other people that were, you know, uh, impacted by that, you know, the 67 toll testing. And they're trying to, as part of the treaty right now, uh, you know, with the United States are trying to make those, you know, uh, corrections. That's uh, a long process, but at least, you know, they're working on trying to, um, uh, make some, um, I guess closure. Okay.
0: Thank you for sharing that, um, kind of a simple question, but, um, you know, for anyone who's listening, who wants to learn more or get involved in some way or support your work, what's the best way that they can plug into the work that you're doing with One Stop Center?
2: Yeah. So right now we're still like, um, we want to build a, our website. It's not there yet, but once we get it done, yeah, uh, we'll, yeah. Um, and that's one of the reasons why I you know, wanted to talk to you. Uh, it's, this is one way to kind of like, you know, start to kind of, you know, plant the seeds, so to speak, and let people know that there's such a, a, a project. And uh, we're hoping that once we uh, launch our, our website, so you know, we get, you know, social media going. So, yeah, it's a, um, uh, we're looking for a, a kind of a resource center, and that's just for, for, even for information. This kind of information I'm talking about, like, you know, uh, will be in there. Okay, so people can get in there and you know, read about, like you know, history and like you know, that kind of thing. Yeah,
1: awesome. Well, thank you for sharing all of that. Um, I guess we also just want to open it up before we close. If there's anything that we haven't touched on that you'd like to share or that you want to elaborate on,
2: yeah, I just want to like kind of acknowledge some of our partners who I, you know, uh, can help us like start this project. Uh, so uh, I got a list here. So uh, um, only community fund. Um uh, peoples fund uh united church of christ holy cross uh, Hackbet. um and he gets a part of the uh peoples fund right yeah so like you know so yeah these are people that you know help kind of like you know start our uh our project and we hope to like you know uh be to have more partners in the future um again it's a uh we're just starting out um we have a very narrow goal at this point, um, but we have bigger plans. Okay, and we hope to uh, have more partnership with groups such as yours uh, to help with the planning uh, to achieve these goals. Okay, um, uh, they, they, uh, uh, the 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 uh is people just like any other people. Yeah, they want the same thing. Okay, you know they you know they. Yeah, uh, they want their families to have security, okay, to food, you know, they have education, economic security, you know, all that, you know, uh, that any other group, uh, would desire. Uh, so, uh, to me, when I, to look at that, we're all counting the same boat. Okay. And we saw that in the pandemic, you know, we got to work together. You cannot, you know, when you do that, when you saw in the pandemic, when this population was, uh, negatively impacted it impacted everyone else okay you know we're all kind of like in the same boat you know and no one lives in a vacuum uh so that's one of the reasons why you know when we elevate the uh the living standard of this population okay it will uh help the rest okay it will lessen the burden on everyone else
1: yeah thank you um i one other thing i thought of and i don't know if it's something you want to talk about or not but I think when we spoke with, uh, Carmina and Ron, uh, she mentioned that you were about to leave on a trip to Marshall Islands or something like that. Was that as part of your work with One Stop Center?
2: Uh, no. So, um, uh, a little known fact uh, I'm actually the first, uh, Marshallese U.S. trained medical doctor. Yeah. So, um, uh, uh, so I was asked, you know, um, when the. Yeah, the first uh, community spread. Uh, there was a request from my government to uh, to go back and help out. So, volunteers, so I, I went out there, okay, uh, to help out. So that was, you know, purely my own uh, volunteer. Uh, but uh, I'm going to say that um, I am. Uh, I'll be leaving Kaiser, okay. And my new job would be. Uh, I'm going to work for I'm a, a medical director for a, um, a community health center, Bay Clinic. You know. Uh, so the community health centers uh uh they have a different uh mission uh, compared to Kaiser. Kaiser is great but you know they have a different mission, okay? Uh the community health centers are you know these are federally qualified, you know, uh health centers that get their funding from the uh from the federal government, okay? And the mission is to really serve the underserved. A lot of the Micronesians, you know, are part of that uh, uh uh that population that we try to serve. Uh, so to me, it gives me a a, a chance uh, to work directly uh, uh, with that with these people. Yeah. Okay. And it's uh, it's it's also right timing because you know we're forming this group, this one stop center, and my job with that new uh, uh, you know they I think it's, uh, we can have some some kind of a collaboration. Okay. Because uh, we have people from this community working in these healthcare centers. And this isn't Hawaii, but I like, go throughout the the, uh, the United States. Uh, these healthcare centers. So um, uh, um, I'm kind of excited about that job, you know, because I can work directly with these. And I, it can, you know, uh, the things we're talking about are um, uh, long-term goals, uh, especially in uh, healthcare. I think uh, uh, we can, you know, try to uh, work with these community healthcare centers there uh, to achieve those goals. Uh, so that's a, uh, that's a, I think it's a good thing.
0: Yeah, that sounds exciting. Yeah, yeah. well, thank you for talking with us today. And I'm really curious to see how everything will grow and develop for One Stop Center. I think it's going to be good. All
2: right. Thank you. Thank you for having me.
1: Hawaii Rising is a podcast from the Hawaii People's Fund produced by me. And me. With additional support from...
0: Mickey. Mickey!
1: Our theme music is revolutionary from the band Ukla the Mock... Written and sung by Mickey Hui, Hui A big thank you to our community supporters and to you, our audience, for listening.
0: A